It took us like two and a half, three months to reach 10, 10K. And that was off like a few videos that I kind of did, did well. This is, this is followers. And then there was two videos back to back that got around like a mil to two mil views. And then we, we jumped up in a week and a half to 50K followers. And we started seeing like sales come through just the organic, uh, the organic sales link. And that's just like the power of, of growth that TikTok offers. This podcast is sponsored by Klaviyo, the email and text marketing platform that puts D2C brands in control. If you're the leader of a D2C brand, you need a platform that hustles as hard as you do. Klaviyo unlocks the power of your e-commerce data so you can personalize and automate messages that keep customers coming back. D2C brands communicate with Klaviyo. Start for free at klaviyo.com DTC. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot DTC. All right, welcome to All Killer, No Filler. I'm Eric Dick. It is Thursday and it's hot as hell here in Victoria, British Columbia. And I have gathered together four senior media buyers from Pilot House. We've got Spencer, Sam, and Kyle to chat about a topic very near and dear to my heart, which is TikTok ads, TikTok organic. What is happening on TikTok, uh, the explosion of popularity that's happening there and how to take advantage of it. Uh, we're gonna just jump right in and discuss the the notion of trends. I know we've talked about trends with previous TikTok episodes before, when to use them, how to stay away from them. I'm wondering how have our thoughts evolved about using trends properly and finding good trends on TikTok? Yeah, I, I, I can jump in on this. I mean, as just like an advertiser on, on TikTok, it definitely does help to just know what the trends are happening. So what that means is that I just spend a lot of time on TikTok. Um, and for 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 brands that like jump on board of, of these trends, um, you see like a really successful amount of growth of just people scrolling through and then they recognize the, uh, the trend. And if you can apply that, that trend to your brand so that it doesn't feel like super salesy, but it just fits, then you just added the value of that trend and associate it with, uh, with your brand. Because like if it gets a little bit too salesy, uh, I've I've seen it just kind of like people can sniff out a little bit of uh, of brands trying to like you know be cool with the kids, but if it's actually fun and and you apply it well, then it works like super well. That is true. You really just gotta be genuine about it. What's that I metaphor about the like hello greetings? Uh, oh, it's a Steve Buscemi. Hello as a fellow fellow kids. <laughs> hello fellow kids, basically. <laughs> yeah, you is... don't want to come off like that. <laughs> so so what's the balance with that? How do you do it? I think it's timing. I'd say it's like it's almost like fishing. Fishing, <laughs> fishing is a good metaphor. Like, um, yeah. you know, if you're you're trying to get it in, you're trying to put put your line in, you're trying to get a hook, but you're not trying to get it right off the start. You're trying to reel them in, which sounds bad in theory, but you know, you're trying to make it so the trend is relatable. Um, and you know, maybe you maybe the first ten seconds isn't that much of an ad, just so you can get them linked like hooked into your content. So that's when you hit them with the CTA. Interesting. And there, and it's familiar because it's a trend, which for those maybe not familiar with TikTok is really, is, you know, a sound in some cases it's music, it's a, an audio track or things like that. Can, do we have any examples of brands that have done that really well? I don't know. We didn't really talk about this in the pre-talks. If you don't have anything right on command. It was the, uh, what was the airline, Sam? Oh, Ryanair. 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 Oh my God. This is, this is oh ads. It's organic, but Ryanair's TikTok is like unbelievably funny. Like 
they like they just t- they just do all the trends like you watch their stuff and you're like i'm really surprised that this like super valuable company is just given their like social media team to go ahead to just make like funny memes <laughs> that's amazing and well it fits with ryanair if you're not if you've ever traveled to ryanair yeah. it is uh, you know you can get flights for a dollar there they'll pay you to fly yeah, exactly. <laughs> depending depending on the season that's that's interesting uh, nice. So, the, so the, one of the keys there is to, yeah, sort of try to blend in in the beginning before you add your hook. My eyes instinctively just scan down to that sponsored slot. So you really almost have to have something that hooks them in that time to be like, I still want to know what happens, even though I know it's sponsored. Yeah. Yeah. And it, in like addition to that, like what I, a trend that, that I've seen between like successful organic and then also within like the, the paid space as well with those trends is that there is just kind of like popular audios and, and things like that, like the top songs uh, on, on, on the platform. Um, but there's there's quite a few audios where the structure of it is is like the first five, 10 seconds or so is kind of just lead up and then there's a drop and then that's usually where like the punchline of the joke is. And because it's a common audio and people like know that, okay, even if I'm not getting something right now, the punchline is going to be at the end, people will like, stick around and watch the rest of the uh of the video so even if like there's not something super exciting in the first like five ten seconds or not you kind of like like kyle said you're just like fishing out and then if people recognize the audio and they know that that punchline's coming they'll stick to the end that's interesting One, uh, fishing's a good metaphor due to the nature of that of the inventory too right it's it's it really is this big you know everyone's in the same the for you pond right is is where you fish oh, uh, <laughs> One. Uh, one really good example of how trends can uh, have variations too is there was the whole family trend, right? We, we, we saw it, we tried it, you know, but it all, it adapted. It wasn't just the, you know, the main character we, we were used to seeing. Everyone started adapting it and saying different phrases, you know, like, um, I don't know if the examples are very safe for work. This is the Fast yeah, and the Furious Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel meme, by the way. Yeah, for dogs right now. Important yes. family is for um, those not aware. Yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting about how it evolves and how people, you know, it's, it's just this totally cut and paste environment for creators. And, and again, tying it to Ryan Air, like that ability to just let that raw authenticity and creativity come through is really where brands are going to win. Um, I've, I've asked this before. I've asked this of Spencer in previous interviews, but do you guys find that your most creative ads are the ones that work best or are the ones that are sort of more straightforward and sort of like, where do you guys find the most success? It's totally a mix for me. Like I've seen like, yeah. so like sometimes you'll have like a super like regular, like sort of explainer, just like UGC iPhone video that you'd run on Facebook that would work, that also works really well on TikTok. And then sometimes it's like unique TikTok stuff that's like thrown at the wall and you're like, let's just see if this sticks. And it does like, that's usually, usually that's the sort of trends content, but that's also the funnest to come up with and make. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably a good idea to make a distinction here that I didn't do in the intro. Spencer is on the pilot house side. Sam and Kyle are on the Helmkin side. Uh, and so they, they are free in some ways. I, I'd be actually interested to know if this is any different on the, on the agency side versus the pure performance side, because on the Helmkin side, it's a pure performance play. We're working with advertisers on a, on a per, per conversion basis on, on that side of the business. Do you guys feel like there's more freedom on that side versus the agency side or Spencer, have you been kind of given more carte blanche with the agency clients? Start with uh, the Helmkin guys. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we definitely have a lot more like freedom to like kind of make as much as we want. I mean, obviously like it's per discretion, like no one's going to make anything that's like, 
bad and not brand safe, but you don't have a client who's like super, super like m emotionally invested in this like brand they've started. And they're like, Oh no, I need, needs to be like the logo can't be sitting in this area of the screen. Like we need to have like this happening. I don't know. I don't do too much of that, but like you definitely want more freedom that does help you a bit on TikTok Cause it's supposed to not look branded in advertising. It's kind of wants to look organic and like fun, I guess. That's, that's <laughs> a huge note just to go on there is like, since we have a lot less branding guidelines and you still, there's still, there's still branding in there, but the, the extra freedom lets us test a variety of angles. You know, we, we can test, we can test, uh, trends. We can test just, you know, filming our phone and going through a form. It's, it's super simple and it's just, we just test multiple variations off that. So I'd say, yeah, a lot more freedom. What do you say about that, Spencer? From the, the agency side, um, I, Whenever I've joined some of our clients and, and started advertising on, on TikTok, um, I've made it very clear, and like they're also on, on the same page of being like, okay, we're now like starting almost like our new brand presence uh, on this platform. And so they're almost like a little bit more okay to like test the waters and, and try different things out because it's like a whole new audience pretty much that if I can express to them that, you know, being a little more risky or, or trying to jump on trends, things that you wouldn't necessarily uh, automatically like go to on like a Facebook or a Google or something like that, that might be a bit more strict. That as long as like I get that information over to them of just being like, we test the variety, we, we test the scrappy. And they're on TikTok too, most likely. That's the thing, right? Like these people, I, I was just talking about this with Nick Sharma about like, you know, that most any CPG contact he has with like a high level CPG company, they get performance marketing and they're good. And I, first of all, I think just there's more and more people on TikTok all the time. And it's just, it's the authenticity need there is just so clear, you know, that, that that's very cool to hear. Um, but I bet you're still not testing some of the wild stuff that we let them test for yeah. D2C newsletter subscriptions, <laughs> which... <laughs> yes, <laughs> but but like I'll I'll riff on that for a minute too because like you know we're, we've been we started giving budget to, to Helmkin to run some performance uh, campaigns for us to drive drive some users on on TikTok, and it's just been it's been amazing it's been really really good the costs have been great and what's more important the engagement the quality of people like continually reading on the newsletter has been really good we just got a reach out from a huge huge other media brand the other day because they saw it on TikTok, uh, so it's uh it's it's really you know I I, I feel like I'm very evangel I, I feel. I feel like I should get a, a percentage of all the ad spend that I can help push through this podcast because I really think uh, we're going to be doing that because I, I, I think it's, yeah, I don't need to gush. I want to dial it back, uh, dial my gush back a little bit to uh, hashtags. Let's talk about hashtags for a second, because this is something I still don't even fully get on TikTok. I'm constantly seeing irrelevant hashtags about bikini companies caring about people and random, you know, random things like that. What is the hashtag situation even happening on TikTok? It's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, for for brands, are you asking? Or are you just like... Yeah, let's say for brands. Like, I'm just let's back up to begin with. Why are there so many irrelevant hashtags on everyone's post? Are they being paid to put those on there? Are they just doing it to try to newsjack and, and just sort of get the juice from that trend? Does it work? Probably newsjacking. Like, but you see, no one knows if it works. Everyone just puts all the popular hashtags and they're like organic TikToks. So they're like, oh, I want to see if I can get as many, like, I guess, impressions as you can. You want people to see your content. But there is a like classic TikTok audio where it's like, if you're seeing this on your For You page and it has no hashtags, it means that you don't need to put hashtag For You page on your post to get it on the For You page. Okay. Or I don't know, that's not verbatim, but it's yeah. essentially like classic audio that sort of discounts the whole strategy. So it's really, no one knows if it works, but... 
There's some some old stuff. Like, you know, the beginning of TikTok, uh, everyone would just put hashtag FYP. Because, you know, if you put hashtag FYP, it'd get on your For You page. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to judge the science behind that one. But uh, a lot of a lot of organic brands trying to market themselves on TikTok, they can utilize hashtags and try to, you know, find their right audiences. Yeah. Don't it's know if I have a science for you behind that, but. Well, I've just been around for enough development of platforms to know, you know, you, there's, you can always get away with a lot more in the beginning. And I was just sort of surprised that it's almost a meme with how, you know, useless, you know, weird all the hashtagings are. Like sometimes they're very relevant and, and quite often, like what's, what is, what is, I, well, I, I know what Sheen is because I'm on TikTok. Uh, but w- <laughs> w- how have you seen that used well, Kyle? Uh, yeah. So I just started recognizing that uh, Sheen, Sheen has done wonders on TikTok, even just getting out there to, to have people give them free UGC. You know, people are like, look at my Sheen haul. Like I only paid a hundred dollars for a hundred pieces of clothing. And, but there was a lot of debate going up in the air about, well, how good is it for the environment or for people in third world countries working there? You know, uh, the kind of the working conditions, but they recently launched a campaign called hashtag Sheen cares to counteract kind of their, these arguments. And they're saying that all of their, um, it's it's a it's a funded campaign. It's like it's a hashtag, but basically, if you if you use the hashtag, any like they will donate towards their campaign. But it's basically just just like animal free cruelty uh, campaigning that they're doing on their side for their brand. Very cool. It's interesting because you will have a video totally unrelated to anything with Sheen, and they just use it just cause. Yeah, all the time. Now, do you guys use? Irrelevant hashtags on ads, like do, how in in like, as you run ads, do you put Sheen cares on it? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I I feel like there would definitely be a concern with like running other brands, like sort of their own campaign within your campaign. Though it would be interesting yeah, if you could cares find would a not play be a there. Good one to use. Yeah, if you could find yeah. a play there, it would be kind of interesting. If you're allowed to do that, I mean, yeah, I have to talk to the rep. But <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. My I bet the parody of a campaign would be an interesting one. <laughs> there is something there. My my one. I I help scale a. a, a competitor to clash of clans with an ad that just read better than clash of clans and we just run these ads and people would start these huge fights in the comments and you just <laughs> comment and, and explain to them in the comments why it was better but like yeah maybe there is a way to, to i don't we can't recommend that for brands so i'll just kind of leave no. <laughs> um, but i wanted to let's talk about creative because we're going through this right now on tiktok where like we can make you know we have so many we know so many people who read the newsletter um but actually getting people to make these videos for you uh in in these authentic ways has been a challenge for us so far how do you i know i know we make a lot of employee generated content as is the way um but how do we go about like getting uh you know influencers to actually make content for you are that that's the first question Spencer, what about how, how is your uh, how have been your outbound efforts to get content made? So, um, with the clients that I've worked with, um, two of them, two of them have had like a really nice ambassador program uh, internally, like so not, not with Pilehouse, and then one of them was uh, we brought our UGC uh, team on board to like help out with that outreach, and um, they seem to be having a lot of success just uh, on their like ambassador front, and. From, from what I've kind of like worked out with, with them and like spoken to them, they've felt the same thing that our UGC team has, has felt with the outreach in that it's very difficult to actually reach out to the uh, ambassadors right through TikTok and, and through these creators. And then two, the market for like what a TikTok post organically or getting content back, because it's so new, it's like extremely volatile. 
uh, in terms of the price. So um, it, we found that whenever we reach out to people through like the creator marketplace or just whatever it might be and be like, hey, can you post through through TikTok? It's been more expensive than it would be to then just go to Instagram and find an ambassador and say, hey, could you make some TikTok content for us? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was, I was thinking about the reason for that today and it specifically between Instagram and, and TikTok is you've got you have that chance of a million impressions if the algorithm catches it versus uh, an influencer on Instagram that has a, de- a determined number of followers and they're only going to see a certain percentage of that. So I, I feel like that's maybe one of those reasons for the discrepancies. Would you agree? Uh, yes, definitely. And it's like if if we reach out to somebody that has 3 million uh, followers um, and then we have them post organically, they will likely get more views in somebody that has like, you know, 500,000 or something, but it's not guaranteed that it's going to blow up. And then in terms of us like taking that in and boosting that post, it pretty much has as good of a chance as any other creative that we might test for it actually even having success or like even delivering from the ad side. So it's become um, a bit of like a numbers game of like, I don't know if we can commit this much money to, uh, to get this creative out of them with just the hope that that creative lands and in an ad sense yeah Um, and like it it has kind of like blown up for us in the past and that we're like we have this great content but then you could put it up against like three other creators that we spent a fraction of the price on and then the other creators just come out on top because like the the when it comes to it like not everybody's going to know who that creator is um and when you like put out and put ad spend behind it it the, the algorithm doesn't care you know yeah, it's it's really a numbers game, uh, and just getting it out to an, uh, enough people. It's funny. I was again uh, the Nick Sharma interview we just released. Uh, he he said in the fifty k question, like, what would you do with fifty thousand uh, dollars? You know, right now a grant. He said that he would distribute it to you know a thousand on distribute the product to a thousand entrepreneurs and get. He's like you know a, a small fraction of that per, of you know of five percent or so will reach a million impressions, and that you just can't beat that. Um, yeah, have you on the? I was wondering on the Helmkin side, have you guys experimented with you know getting like what do you guys do for creative mainly? Is it really is it just is it full scrap? Uh, okay, so there's definitely a lot of stuff where it's EGC, but we have made a lot of new efforts of reaching out for more UGC. Uh, one thing I found a lot uh, beneficial is reaching out on Facebook groups and especially like you know since we're not dealing with a lot of products, a lot of our stuff is just getting people to talk about the product. We can contact actors group and actresses and just talk about like, like, hey, there's an opportunity for TikTok video creation. Uh, one thing we saw a lot of uh, a lot of people signing up for was just putting a form out there and saying like, hey, if you guys know what TikTok is, if you know how to make TikTok videos, if you want to make money from doing that, then, uh, you know, sign up. And then basically we would get them to, you know, fill out the form. And if we think they're a good fit for the product or if we think that they, them talking about it would bring us results, then we would contact them. The only thing I will say about that is since we're looking for people who are very uh, well known to the TikTok platform, usually they're a bit younger. And a lot of people that I've tried to contact via email do not respond to their emails. So that was a big barrier to entry for us on the UGC front. I've heard this. I've heard that the hit rate is quite low on TikTok versus any other platform. Yeah, it is interesting because you're contacting them through a different platform to get them to make it content on TikTok. Um, which it might be different from contacting them natively on the platform through Instagram, TikTok, whatever. But it really depends on who you're looking for and who actually wants to make the content. Interesting. Yeah, Eric, um, on the early days of one of my 
clients. Uh, we did like a full write-up, or I, I was like a fan of someone who we're all both a fan of, PDUSA. Yep. I did like a full PDUSA style like write-up to him of like, hey man, how's it going, man? <laughs> um, and sent it out to him and uh, unfortunately didn't get a response back, but... Would have been cool to uh, if you did. I also messaged PDUSA, of course, and and I'm I'm I really mm-hmm. I think cold cold outreach is one of my one of my top strengths. I've, I uh, I'm quite good at it, but um was not able to get PDUSA, but I but I don't blame myself. I think it is something to do with the disconnect between the platforms. The key with anything is to come up with something that those people really want or want to be a part of. I think the 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 company that can figure that out of how to really like you know catch the eye of the creators in a way and have them drawn to to it. Like that could be a really powerful position. And I know that's why there are so many companies out there like Grin and like what we're doing at the on the Pilot House UGC team and things like that, just trying to build out these established relationships with authentic, great, t- great, you know, social influencers. But at the same time, what I'm more interested in is just how do you get that steady stream of content from any angle? You know, how do you really like, I, I, and I think, I think there's something onto it on the Helmkin side where you just get some, some good young people in a room who like TikTok already and you just kind of take off the, the shackles a little bit. I think more, more people need to be doing that. Would you? agree yeah i do agree with that i think like i think like anyone who has anything to do with like ads on tiktok whether you're like actually like an ad buyer creative or if you're like a higher level sort of manager executive person you have significant portion of spend on tiktok you should go on tiktok and figure out what it's all about just so you can like know exactly like how's this going to work why is it going to work what works so you just otherwise it's very different than like facebook google like totally different atmosphere totally different everything like you got to rethink how you like make ads and yeah. And the people that do and really create those hooks, you know, in those, in those first 10 seconds, uh, are really going to benefit. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, who's willing to share a favorite, uh, sort of like either business or, or personal TikTok or that, that you think people who are, are new to TikTok should check out. I do have a, I got a personal, personal one <laughs> here, Sam, you go first. I got to find the name of the guy. Okay. There's this dude called Stale Cracker, who's this guy from like Louisiana who makes like I don't know like Cajun food or he's like crawfish boils and stuff, and he just like I don't know. He, I've seen him with a thick accent. It's it's honestly just really entertaining. Like <laughs> nothing related to marketing, but I just enjoy the content. <laughs> I love it. Uh, anyone else? Out there? I love the rappers out there. I think there's so many, and, and just all of the all of the musicians, all of the people doing those like like many part harmonies. Uh, I'm a big music fan, so I guess that's one thing that uh, TikTok learned about me. Like duets and stuff, yeah. I, I will say, Eric, just to, to fill you in on one thing we're looking at right now, and this is still going back to the UGC stuff, but it is so f- cool how you can get different people. Like on, if you're looking for people on Facebook to do like an acting for your script, whatever, you can do that. But there's other things like the TikTok marketplace, which has probably been talked about, about getting UGC there. There's so many different variety of people who will make content. We actually had a person who's going to make a wrap for one of our brands. Um, so very excited to see that. Um, and it is going to be a little more comedic style, but uh, definitely a lot of opportunities with different creators, especially even just like artists. Tell me more about that. I don't know that we have touched on the marketplace a ton oh, for, for finding okay. that talent. How does that work? Um, so yeah. from from what I've seen so far, it's, it's similar to, you know, reaching out and uh, like, you know, trying to find people on a, an actor's group. However, you make a post... And you say like, here's our budget for this uh, idea that we want to film or this company. People can then reply to it and say, hey, like, uh, I, I'm an actor or I'm a rapper and I, I saw your ad for, it's pretty much like an ad place. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a Craigslist a Craigslist marketplace where you're trying to find actors. 
and you can just get in contact with them and get their information and communicate off platform if you want. Um, we, we just started using it, so I don't have a lot more insights, but it's definitely a new opportunity for people looking for UGC. Very cool. That's like, we hid that gold nugget right at the end there. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you used that yet, Spencer? Yeah, with the one client that we were doing the, the outreach for, um, we definitely used it, but uh, didn't find any success with our initial efforts. Um, it was good for, because like the creators do need to sign up with the creator marketplace. So it can be a little bit limited, especially if you like break it down by like North America and then like the industry that, that you're going for. But that's kind of getting a little bit granular, but it does have a very, I, I, I like the service. Like it, it's set up very, very well. Um, we just didn't find much success when uh, we were doing the outreach. Instagram was our place to go. Cool. I'm gonna gonna test that out today. Um, and sorry, Kyle, you had did you get the n- name of the other person that you were gonna mention? Suggest that uh, I people did, check out. I did. Yeah. So it's uh, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna butcher his last name, but it's Ben Kilisinki, I think. Okay. Um, and he's just uh, he he makes pretty much just like vlogs, but it's like a, a day in the life kind of vlog, and. Uh, he goes out and he's like, hey guys, today we're going to climb a mountain and make coffee at the top of the mountain. And it's just such a cinematic experience that it makes you want to watch it. And, you know, it's something to take for your ads. You know, if you if you do have a, a product or something that you can put into that same monologue, I think that'd be huge. Nice. Does anyone else have any final words on how a brand owner is listening this, to this right now should go out and, and make some ads today. EGC is like the quickest. How, how do you suggest they do it? <laughs> consume TikTok. Start on organic. Consume TikTok, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it yourself. Start on start on organic. Um, even if you can like just start be getting on the platform, testing out different, uh, different trends. And then, like Sam said, the, the employee-generated content, just get somebody that's comfortable to test stuff out. And then don't think as much about the creative as you might think. If you see an opportunity to, to test something out, let it just like record it, put it up. If it fails, then it, then it fails. Like if you see top creators or like top brands, they'll have videos that just crash and burn. They go bad, whatever. And like on one of my uh, accounts, we took it took us like two and a half, three months to reach 10, 10K. And that was off like a few videos that I kind of did, did well. And this is, this is followers. And then there was two videos back to back that got over, um, it got around like a mil to two mil views. And then we, we jumped up in a week and a half to 50K followers. And we started seeing like sales come through just the organic, uh, the organic sales link. And that's just like the power of, of growth that TikTok offers. Amazing. There is a dark, a downside to employee generated content. And I know this have, have been the face of a few brands before, but, uh, you, you, you put yourself out there on social media talking about a product, especially on TikTok. Like the comment section on TikTok is just an incredible place. It's so uh, funny. And you're going to, you're going to get shredded a little bit. Probably Has it, Kyle, you got a story about that? <laughs> uh, you know, on, on TikTok, we, when we first started advertising on TikTok, definitely got a little bit shredded there. Um, most of the people just saying like, who's this hippie? What is he talking about? Um, we, we did quickly learn that sometimes it's better to turn off the comments. If you're trying new stuff, if it is working for you, you can turn it back on. But, uh, it really is a guessing game if, if the comments are going to be bad or not. And it really depends on what niche you're targeting. 
I, I would say, you know, one of the things I commented a while ago on a, on a business influencers post uh, about he was giving top 10 resources or whatever. And I just said, I threw up for my name. Hey, check out my, my newsletter. It's free. But, you know, and, and I think I've got like over a thousand likes on that comment. Oh, nice. So like, you know, just from just from hijacking, you know, organically, you know, in in some of those posts, there's, it's just amazing. The yeah, like the pull that's happening on TikTok rock right now, the, the, the real uh, feeling of of big time growing scale that, that is possible on the platform. So very exciting to be a part of that. I, I think there's a huge opportunity for for brands, even if they're small brands, to grow organically on TikTok. You know, whether it's through comments or just making making stuff. I've seen I've seen like a even just like what was it called? Like a like a boat gas dock. They for some reason they made an account and one of the employees was like, hey, can I manage our TikTok? And she just started making fun content at work and it blew up and they got a bunch more business because of it. You know, that, that's how like, that's how easy it is to blow up, but it really depends on like if it's going to work out for you. Love it. Well, let's leave it on that note. Thanks for coming on today, guys. We'll be checking back in again soon. I'm sure on the TikTok adventures as we uh, scale for clients and scale for D2C, which is uh, really exciting. So thanks for coming on today, guys. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.